Hey everyone, Becky from The Shift Team here, and we're back with a new mini episode to help everyone with some quick lessons to get great ideas and tools for gymnastics. Upper body strength and power development. This week's mini podcast episode is a sneak peek of one of last year's Shift Symposium's guest lectures, Upper Body Strength and Power Development, presented by Dan Lonsdale, gymnastics strength and conditioning consultant from England. Dan works with a breadth of clubs from around the UK to help get the most out of athletes' performance. Hello, I'm Daniel Lonsdale, and I'm going to be presenting on upper body strength and power development in um, gymnasts. I would like to start by just um, sort of saying a big massive thank you to, to Dave and his team for having me on this symposium. You know, I can imagine, you know, the, ne- the next three days are going to be absolutely brilliant. I'm going to be watching myself and making mountains of notes and, and some of the speakers and the majority, in all, if not all of the speakers, um, he's got are absolutely brilliant. So, so the content is going to be endless. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be geeking out as much as everyone else here. Um, I'm just going to give you a little bit about like what the contents of my talk is going to be about today. So it's going to be a little bit about me, just so there's not a stranger on your screen, sort of, who you don't really know much about. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me, the three pillars of the way I work and, and why I deem that important. And then we'll get into the good stuff. So then we're going to look at overhead position, what impacts it, and a simple screen. The, the little sequence that I have that can help improve that overhead position, which is obviously absolutely vital for gymnastics. The force velocity curve, which I know that's already been covered briefly in the presentation that's come before me, because I've already had a little sneak peek, Um, but I'll I'll run over it again, but then obviously this time we'll be applying it for the upper body. And then we're gonna look at the concept of surfing that curve. And it's a phrase that's used a lot in S&C, but I'll try and put my own spin on it and sort of explain how I use it day to day when I'm working with the gymnasts um, in and around the UK that I work with. So a little bit about me. So um, I'm Dan Lonsdale. I'm, I graduated from Edinburgh University um, with a degree in applied sports science. And then from there, I've actually been working in university sports or like college sport um, for, for 10 years. So a long time. Uh, and that has given me a massive opportunity to coach athletes that have gone to the Pan American Games, you know, the Commonwealth, the Olympics, um, and also see athletes come all the way through and, and, and go into professional sport as well. And I've, I've probably worked in every sport that you can imagine, but, you know, my major sports that I, I have experience in are uh, rugby union, in which I've got players playing in the Premier League now and representing uh, international level, and uh, netball the exact same thing. So players playing uh, professional level and then playing for Ireland, uh, Wales, and a couple in the England pathway as well. During my time at Durham University, I set up a youth scheme that actually was supporting young, young athletes in the area. And this is how I first got into gymnastics is I actually went over to a club to support them there. And that was my first exposure to gymnastics. I wasn't a gymnast in the past. It's pretty obvious for anyone that knows me that I wasn't. Um, but that was a long time ago now. And I've been working with gymnasts ever since. And I've set up my own consultancy called Dan Lonsdale Gymnastics Strength and Conditioning. And I work with athletes across the width and breadth of the United Kingdom. And I will also work online with, with gymnasts as well. 
basically just going into clubs and offering strength and conditioning support to athletes of all ages and just ensuring that they're sort of happy and healthy and confident in what they're doing and also creating a lot of coach education around um, this this topic of strength and conditioning in gymnastics as well and trying to shed a little bit of light and make it simple. So the three pillars of my philosophy um, hinge around these just three words and it's encourage, enhance and protect. And basically, I'm a huge believer in that actually we should be able to, if we have a very good strength and conditioning program in place, to, to offer all three of these. So offer an encourage environment, enhance the gymnast so they can reach the best of their potential and actually help protect them and mitigate the risk of injury. And I hold myself accountable to that. And that's what I sort of reflect on on a daily basis after my work is if I'm not doing at least one of these, um, any at least one of these above on any given time with my athletes, I'm failing them. So I keep these three little structures and they keep me in line. This is a topic that I've, I stole actually from one of my interns a long, long time ago, but actually it sums up what, what I'm going to try and talk about today is we have to be research driven and research led. And that is actually the, the F1 car, very fine tuned, very lab tested. Um, everything has to be right. Absolutely perfection, right? High performance machines. But in fact, the gym environment is very much a rally track gravel road. Okay. So what we're trying to do is drive this F1 car down, a, down a gravel path. And what I learned quite quickly in my career is you've got to be very good at disseminating from the research, but then actually applying it to the, to the real world, to, to gymnastics, to the gym environment. Okay. And that's, this is, this little analogy I think is absolutely perfect as we're trying to take that F1 car and we're trying to drive it down that gravel path. And we know that we're going to hit some bumps along the way, but actually we know that by being research led, but ex expecting some of those bumps along the way because we're not in a lab, a lab doing research, you know, we can apply it in, in our own certain way. Okay, so the overhead position in gymnastics and what it is, basically it is the ability to swing and lift your arms overhead. Okay, so we call this shoulder flexion, all right? And it can be impacted by various factors. And I'm going to, I'm definitely going to go on and talk about a couple of these. Um, but what we normally see is when a gymnast can't get full shoulder flexion, because they're incredible athletes, they'll always find a solution. But the solutions that they find always come with a consequence. Okay. So if an athlete is very short over here and they can't get their hands over into full flexion, what are the things that we see? We sort of see a big extension through the back, tummy out, rounded back. And then we see all sorts of other patterns where we go almost too wide with our shoulders as well. Okay. Both of these solutions are far from ideal because we know when this shoulder position is affected, it actually affects every other bit of the movement. There's a consequence to it. Okay. So if we can't get our hands overhead, it moves our hip. If our hip moves, it moves our feet. So if we take that, for example, of swinging around a bar in its simplest form, we're going to really struggle because the hips aren't going to be where they need to be and the feet aren't going to be where they need to be. So then the, 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 the swing that comes after that is then affected and the athlete's constantly having to adapt as opposed to just throwing and being able to hold and hold that shape and then perform the optimum technique. Okay. 
So what are the what are the things and the various things that can affect that shoulder flexion? So why do these common faults occur? And for me, there's two to three main contributors to this. And I'm looking at upper body today. So it's the pec, okay? And that is this fan-shaped muscle that comes across our chest and attaches onto the humerus, okay? And then the, the latissimus dorsi, the lap, of extremely large muscle, big powerhouse of the upper body in the back. And this muscle here, sweeps across the back and actually swings around and attaches on the front of the shoulder. And we know if these positions are compromised, these muscles aren't in particularly great positions or great lengths or the tonicity is in that the tension on that muscle isn't particularly great. We know it can pull the shoulders into a forward and rounded position. All right. And this is far from ideal. When we're in this rounded position, we're always going to struggle to open up and get into shoulder flexion. Third one is the T-spine, so the upper upper spine, the thoracic spine. And you can see it here, and this is a picture from the, the sort of back of the body. The T-spine and ribcage, ribcage position dictates the function of the shoulder blade. I ideally want that shoulder blade to be, to be as flat onto that ribcage as possible with no bits sticking out or popping off that ribcage, okay? Poor position or movement in the upper back leads to poor movement of the shoulder girdle. So actually, if we can't, extend and rotate through this thoracic spine particularly well what it actually leads to is that actually the shoulder girdle itself doesn't slide and glide the way we want it and you'll see this very often with your gymnast is they're, they're moving fine overhead and then it just seems to just clunk and it all just seems to stop there and then when it stops there they then try and find a solution elsewhere, which we know is kind of by extending that lower back or throwing the hands a little bit wider to get some space because that shoulder girdle stops moving. So rather than just giving you all the problems that we're going to have, I'm going to hit you with a simple screen. If you think your athlete is struggling from this, best way to do it is find yourself a block, find yourself some sort of stick that you can find in the gym, Okay, and you're going to grab it at shoulder width in an undergrass position and sit your gymnast down in an L shape, squeezing their back and their head into the block. From this position, they're going to pop that stick down onto their legs. And all you're going to ask them to do is just to slowly raise that stick over their head until they reach a point at which the movement stops. Okay. When you're performing this screen, there's a couple of things you need to watch out for. And like I said before, is that your gymnasts are very intelligent athletes and they're going to find solutions for everything you throw at them, which is what makes them brilliant. So if your athlete's particularly tight overhead, you've got to be careful of that upper back and being able to see daylight come through that lumbar, sorry, that lower back coming off that block. Okay, a second solution that we need to see is that neck coming forwards to try and buy a little bit more position overhead. So. That's a, that's a great simple screen for you to do. Grab the stick, L shape, under grasp, start on your legs and overhead. If we're lacking, <clears throat> particularly a, a certain amount of shoulder flexion, okay, you'll see here, I've drawn a white line. As this is a, a common problem you'll see. And the athlete will be well out in front of the head. And that's where you kind of know that actually there's some work to be done here to try and optimize that overhead position. OK, and if we can't get if we're not getting into good positions to begin with, we're going to really struggle to build stability, strength and power. 
Okay, so this stuff sounds very simple, but it's actually fundamental because we're trying to put you in the right position to begin with. And then once we're there, we can then start to really build some fantastic physical qualities that are going to allow your gymnast to shine to the best of their potential. If you want to hear the rest of this lecture, you can access it on the SHIFT website. The 2023 SHIFT Symposium runs from Friday, June 23rd to Sunday, June 25th, where you can learn everything you need to know about gymnastics medical care, gymnastics coaching, and gymnastics strength and conditioning. So don't miss out. Head over to shiftmovementscience.com. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to that episode. I hope that you really enjoyed it and got a lot of value out of it. I just want to let you know before we sign off here that a couple things we'd love for you to do. So one is please just make sure that you rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, because that really does help the episode grow quite a bit. And then second, if you really enjoyed this episode, we would love if you left us a review as well and told us what you liked about it. You know, what information was useful, what things were not useful, would you like to know more about, what guests do you want to have on in the future? And then also as you kind of go about your day, if you found something really useful, just toss it up on social media. We love to hear from people on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, all the different websites that they're using for social media. Facebook is great too. But yeah, let us know what you like, because honestly, the podcast comes from people who just tell us what they're finding useful. And that's how we create the next set of content. So yeah, tag us in the podcast or tag us online, whatever you're doing it. And uh, let us know what you think. Thanks.